Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. If you want to wear a suit, that's fine, but you can be clean looking and be casual at the same time. You can even have dignity in your casual dress to the glory of God. Because you can have a suit and be the biggest hell hellion in there. You do know that, don't you? You know, some folk tear up the church with suits on. <laughs> don't allow the world to squeeze you into its mold. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Number six, Christian business owners will encounter rejection if they do not have the ability to sell themselves as well as their product or services effectively in a professional and knowledgeable manner. They lose credibility with their customers. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine 29 says, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. To achieve success, you must pray. If you want to be successful, here's what it takes. You must, you, you, you must pray. You, you must prepare yourself to be successful. Educate yourself. Uh, you must work hard. You got some educated folk that don't want to work hard. They got a degree, but they have a very poor work ethic, and they still get fired with a, with a $200,000 loan. So to achieve success, you must pray, prepare yourself, and work hard. Say work hard. Work Say pray, pray, prepare yourself, pray and work hard. work hard. That's right. You need to work hard at what God has called you to do. Now, if you are working, and if it's not what God has called you to do, don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to transition. Don't stay somewhere miserable and making everybody else miserable around you. I'd rather have less pay and be fulfilled than have top pay and I'm in agony every time I get up to go to work. You want to pray if you want to be successful. You want to prepare yourself if you want to be successful. You need to work hard and have a good work ethic if you want to be uh, successful. In other words, let me just sum it up like this. Your gift will make room for you. Did you get that? Your gift will make room for you, young people. And stop thinking the whole world is against you, and that's why you can't succeed. Well, I can't succeed because I didn't have a daddy. I didn't succeed. I couldn't succeed because I was in the projects. I can't succeed because I was black. I can't succeed because uh, I went to uh, a subpar school. Let me tell you something. Stop blaming everybody else for your personal negligence. That's really what it is. It's everybody else's fault. It's the government's fault. It's the president's fault. It's mama's fault. It's daddy's fault. It's my brother's fault. What about you? What You need to take responsibility for your own action if you want to be successful. That's right. 
Stop looking for handouts. That's right. I had, I had uh, third world persons with us, preachers uh, in our home. And I said, do y'all have welfare over, over where you are? They said, what's that? I said, you have Medicare? What's that? I said, you have Social Security? What's that? <laughs> I, just went on, I just went on on and on. What's that? What's that? What's that? And we got all of these things. And we still don't succeed. And we blame everybody for our personal negligence. Now, you can get quite all you want. The truth going to set you free. Your gift will make room for you and God will elevate you to places or positions unimaginable when you glorify God, honor him, acknowledge him, and serve him with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit. God will exalt you. He will elevate you for his glory. Not for yourself, for his glory. For his glory. It's not about you. God, you have lifted me up to spotlight your name. To make your name great. So now, in other words, let me sum this up this way. Do not expect to excel with very little applied effort. You reap what you sow. That is a principle. If if, if you don't sow nothing, don't expect nothing. You can't... Say, oh, I'm going to get some collard greens in my front yard, and you haven't sown collard greens. Where are the collard green seeds? What hole have you opened up? Where's the fertilizer? Where's the dirt? Where's, where's the weeding of it? Where's the pampering of the soil and the plants so you can get those collard greens? Oh, Lord, I'm praying for some collard greens. And God has said, did you sow some seeds? You reap what you so, and don't get mad because you 50 and don't have nothing. <laughs> do, do not expect to excel with very little applied effort. Some of you do just enough to get by. Just enough. To stay on that job. Just enough to keep your name on the membership roll. <laughs> Number seven. If you make bad decisions that affect your character and reputation, then expect rejections such as loss of endorsements, loss of respect from your family and peers, loss of income, and even loss of freedom. You can get thrown into jail because of theft, bad character, uh, that leads you to do things that will break the law. All I'm saying is that some rejection we bring on ourselves. Proverbs 22, 1 says, a good name. Say a good name. Good Say a good name. Good See, y'all, y'all, y'all think about good money. But what you need before good money is a good name. A good name. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Loving favor rather than silver and gold. 
A good name is worth more than money. Beloved, riches will come and go. Money will come and go. However, a good name will bless not only you, but your future generation and posterity. Now, all that was review. I ended up preaching it anyhow. I can't help myself. Preaching is just in me. Uh, let's transition. Now, all this is, that was review. Now, here comes the new insight. How are we to respond when we are rejected? How are we to respond when we are rejected? Number one, only when you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ can you effectively overcome rejection. You need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. God helps you to overcome the disappointments, the failures, the rejections in your life. With Jesus, all things are possible. He helps you to overcome. What must you do to be saved? How do you get a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? The only way to be saved is that you must be born again. Once born, hell bound. Twice born, heaven bound. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. John 3, 3 says, Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In other words, spiritual life begins with spiritual birth. You want spiritual life. You must first have spiritual birth. You must have spiritual birth that gives new life and a regenerated spirit. The new birth is such a miraculous transformation in a person's life that it can only be described as being born again. Listen, you become saved by receiving Christ alone. Acts 16, 31a says, so they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. It is not Christ plus works. It is not Christ plus what you do. It is not Christ and Buddha. It's not Christ and money. No man can have two masters and, and, and worship God. It's Christ alone, huh? grace alone. To the glory of God alone. So next you must confess with your mouth. Admit, agree with your mouth. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's a public confession. You need to come up here. It's a public walk on the aisle. You say, well, I can do it quietly on the court behind the scene. Jesus didn't do anything. Jesus did not do anything quietly for you. He died a public death on a cross and people looked at him and, and scorned him publicly. And you can't walk the aisle publicly and say, I want Jesus. I, I need salvation. And I agree that I am a sinner and I need salvation. And I'm crying out to God for a, personal, for a personal encounter with Almighty God. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust Him, lean on Him, and to acknowledge Him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on Him and Him alone. 
to uniquely perform His good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Uh, Number two, you must exercise spiritual discipline. You must exercise spiritual discipline. This is how you respond to rejection. You must exercise spiritual discipline if you're going to view your rejection from a spiritual perspective. Philippians 1.9 says, And this I pray that your love may abound, increase still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Colossians 3.2 also says, Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Spiritual discernment is cultivated through applying the scriptures to the issues of your life. You want spiritual discernment to be able to discern truth from error, right from wrong, the evil from the good, the good from the best. You need spiritual discernment. And spiritual discernment is cultivated through applying scriptures to the issues of your life and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you in decision making. See, this will result in God giving you a spiritual perspective when you're rejected. When you have a spiritual perspective on what's happening to you, you won't take it so personally, you won't fall to pieces, and you won't go crazy. You got to have a spiritual perspective. Also, to think on things above, according to Colossians 3, 2, to think on things above is to focus on that which is eternal and not temporal. We spend all our time on things that's passing away, temporal. But we need to focus more of our time on that which is eternal. It is to think on things that are eternal uh, and to have the and, and to think on things above. It is to have the mind of Christ. To think on things above is to have the mind of Christ as we live and go through the challenges of life. This will keep you from becoming depressed. When you have the mind of Christ, when you have spiritual discernment, when you have a spiritual perspective, when you go through the challenges of life, failures in life, the hurts in life, the pains in life, you'll not allow yourself to become depressed. This will keep you from being bitter and worried and fretful and even backsliding. Beloved, you can get a true evaluation of your spiritual maturity by how well you handle rejections and life disappointments. You say, well, I'm strong in Christ. I know the Lord. Don't you say you do? Let me send this your way and let's see how you respond. Do you respond more like Christ? Do you look more like Christ? And are people blessed by your taking the high road and your spiritual posture Are people disturbed because you become angry, hard to deal with? You run away. You change churches. You slip and slide all over the place. You quit just because life challenges and disappointments intrude into your life. When you get those kind of hits in life, it actually shows the essence of your spiritual maturity. Number three. Uh, how, do you get a, how do you handle rejections and failures and all these things? Guard and limit who you receive your counsel from. Only share with a few. Say few. few. I mean few. Don't you? The more folk you share with, the more trouble you're going to get in. 
Guard and limit who you receive your counsel from. Only share with a few confidential saints who can minister to you, encourage your family, your marriage, you, and pray for you. I have found, listen at this, I have found in my many years of pastoring, and I've been pastoring 34 years, and that ought to count for something. I have found in my 34 years of pastoring that there are very, very, very few Christians that can actually keep your personal information confidential. (sighs) That's sad. Just make them mad. The dynamics of the relationship change. And they've told folk, and you don't even know they told it. Now, don't look at all your friends under suspicion, Mr. Bishop. That's the other side. But, but it's hard for folk to just keep their mouth shut on your business. Galatians 6, 2 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Proverbs 19:21 also says, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel will stand. You can stand and bank on the Lord's counsel. After, now, listen, here's, here's the biggie. After hearing the counsel, after hearing the counsel of spiritual trustworthy counselors or friends or relatives or whomever you trust, then allow God to have the last word. Allow God to have the last word. Lord, I've heard from this person and this person. Now, what say you? Number four, in dealing with rejection, do not promote or amplify your rejection through social media or whining to others on Facebook about your situation. Sad that I have to say this. Some of y'all love putting your business all over the world. It's called the internet. It's the world wide web for a reason. I'm going to the toilet today. Come on. Come on, golly. (laughs) Philippians 2.14 says, do all things without complaining and disputing. You going through issues, injustices, problems, hurt, pain, failure, sickness, whatever it is, be quiet. That's, That's a spiritual principle. Say be quiet. You need to ask God to help you to be quiet. Trust God and pray. Three principles when you're going through things. Be quiet, trust God, and pray. You dishonor the Lord by being critical, having a bad attitude, and making everyone else around you miserable. We glorify God by possessing a confident unwavering faith in Christ through our challenges, through our challenges, possessing a confident, unwavering faith, trusting God and believing him 
And you're not looking all mean and angry and disturbed. And everybody's wondering what's wrong with you. Number five, if you're going to overcome rejection, we must refuse to live by our feelings and emotions. In this life, we are bound to be hurt. In this life, we are bound to be disappointed because people do have hidden agendas. They can be full of deception and betrayal. What we choose to do with that hurt and disappointment will either allow us to grow stronger in our walk with the Lord, or it means that we become the walking wounded. 40 years later, you still say, well, I've heard over something that happened back in 1962. When are you going to get over it? We get to choose what we do with injustice and pain and hurt. God enables us to walk through rejections in life because of the assurance of his presence. You can walk through anything when you have the assurance of his presence and the sufficiency of his grace. Did y'all get that? When you have the assurance of his presence and the sufficiency of his grace, there's nothing God can't get you through. I don't care how bad it is, how ugly it is, how long it is, how short it is. Listen, God is able. I just love that the assurance of his presence and the sufficiency of his grace. Second Corinthians 12, nine says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for my strength is made perfect in weakness. God is enough for you. Whatever you're going through and all of us go through something. You can't see your children go through things. Don't minimize what your children. Oh, girl, you too young. You don't know what you're talking about. You better listen to that child. Sweetheart, sit down and let's talk about it. Don't don't, don't beat them. What you worried about that for? You're too young to have all that on your mind. Uh Uh-uh. If that's a concern to him or her, you need to let them talk. Don't beat them down because their issues are very real to them at their age. And if they can't talk to you, they're going to turn around and talk to somebody else that's not going to give them the counsel that you could have given them. I thank God for my mountains. I thank God for my valleys. I thank God for the storms he's brought me through. If I never had a problem, I would know that my God could solve them. I would not know what my faith in God could do. But through it all, have y'all ever been through something? Through it all. You've been hurt. You've been betrayed. You've been, you've been pained. You've been sick. You've had surgery. You've had accidents. You've had, you had things come into your life. You say, Lord, what is this? Through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God. I learned to depend upon his word. His word. Not the media. His word, not politics, his word, not political correctness, his word, his word. 
is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. His word. His word. Number six, healing of rejection comes from thanking God for undeserved blessings. Healing of rejection comes from thanking God for undeserved blessings in your life and also possessing contentment in Christ. Philippians 4, 11 and 19 says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thanking God. When you're going through things, calamities, hardships, trials, difficulties, you begin to thank God for undeserved blessings that he has endowed upon you. And allow him to give you contentment and peace that surpass human understanding. God soothes our doubts and calms our fears when our hearts are filled with gratitude and contentment in Christ. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy, yet even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.